Welcome. You have found Tell Me a Story podcast, a space to honor our stories by sharing them with others. I'm Ingrid Lockemeyer, and I hope to inspire and engage you in the act of storytelling, whether it's through the written word or in art, with music, or through images caught by a camera lens. We all have stories to tell. October has come and gone, and if you began listening to this podcast in September, you might notice that I have been missing from the podcast world the past month. After producing three episodes of Tell Me a Story in September, I pushed pause. I wasn't happy with the quality of both the sound and the content of those episodes, and I began questioning my motives and my purpose in asking you to tune in. I still believe that life stories are a gift worth sharing with others, but honestly, I found myself uninspired as I listened to those three episodes. In the midst of my soul searching, I reached out for technical help and a kind friend whose business it is to send audio and video messages out into cyberspace gave me a quick tutorial and a few tips. And then one of my sons, a talented young man that you'll get to know a little better in a future episode, helped me better realize my recording, better utilize my recording equipment. I feel more comfortable with the technical aspects of this project, but I have still lacked confidence in how my message might inspire you to value your stories and to share them with others. In October, I prayed, I searched scripture, I read essays about story, I listened to other podcasters and I just sat quietly and waited. It was during that waiting that I found the voice of Caitlin Curtis. I first became aware of Caitlin at a writing conference a few years back. I've heard her speak, and I have read what she writes. As a proud Native American, Caitlin values life stories for the truths that they hold. In a beautiful message at the Evolving Faith Conference in 2018, Caitlin gave voice to the heart of my quest to encourage folks to tell me a story. Here's the essence of what Caitlin said. These are the words that gave me hope. And I quote, We have a responsibility to use our voice to illuminate, to pass the mic, to remember the work of the sun. God is teaching us to see. When someone looks to us, we can say, look over there, look at what is good. Light begets light, love begets love. Be an illuminator. Use what you have to point to the light in others. This is the best we can do, and it is beautiful. I have listened to Caitlin's message on the Evolving Faith podcast at least half a dozen times, And I've linked it in the episode notes on my website. God knew what I needed to hear. And he used a young indigenous woman from the Potawatomi tribe to shine light on my intentions with this podcast. To be an illuminator. It's what I've wanted to do all along, to point to the light in others and to encourage them to tell their own stories. So, if you will bear with me, I'm going to share another story or two here in Episode 4 of Tell Me a Story. But in November, I'll pass the mic 
and I will begin shining light on others as they share their own stories. Because I do remember the work of the Son, and I do know that God is teaching all of us to see, and it is good. We gathered with friends and family in a country church on a rainy Monday morning recently to celebrate the life and legacy of a dear friend. Four pastors honored this man with words framed in stories drawn from the many years that they had walked alongside him and his family. Photographs projected on a screen at the front of the church filled the gaps in their stories with images of our friend's siblings and parents, his wife and four daughters, and the grandchildren who have their own two fresh memories of their grandfather. Our friend's wife is a dear personal friend to me. She's a fellow writer, and the stories she writes are often centered around raising those four daughters and then following her husband from the city to a small town so that he could help run the family farm. He was a hands-on partner in the operation founded by his dad and brother. He worked long days planting and harvesting crops, praying for rain, and leaving his mark on the family on the farming community. The stories told around the table at the dinner in the church fellowship hall that afternoon testified to the impact this farmer had made on those around him. Both laughter and tears filled the air. New acquaintances were made and old ones renewed as friends and family from across the country drew up chairs to sit with the memory of a life well-lived. Stories shared around a a dinner table were a balm to the grief all of us felt. I am certain that they will continue to do their healing work in the days, weeks, and years to come. One of the major reasons that I encourage others to capture and share life stories is exactly this, to create memories, to leave a legacy for those who come after you. Photographs stuffed in a shoebox take on new meaning when someone picks one up to tell about the time that Grandpa built a snowman with the kids or when the little boy standing proudly for a photo with a bluegill dangling from a fishing pole, remembers the day he caught the biggest fish and his mom served it up for dinner. Five years ago this fall, another dear friend asked me to help her with a project. My friend's days on this earth were limited by an onset of ALS, a debilitating disease that was weakening muscle control and robbing her of the ability to speak. She wanted to begin writing a blog about her life and about her faith. She also wanted to complete a memoir that she intended to leave for her five sons and her husband. Over the next six months, I took the words that my friend wrote and the photographs she provided, and I posted them in her blog. Tears often streamed down my face as I read my friend's words. Helping her with this project definitely drew us closer And as people responded to her blog posts, it was clear that her message was being heard and her mission was accomplished. In her words, quote, Years ago, God gave me inspiration to create a memorial garden, one that you could walk through with various stones commemorating events 
where God was mighty in my life. This was so my children and my children's children would know the faithfulness of God in our lives. These writings are my memorial stones used to build an altar where we can worship and remember. Together, my friend and I also gathered her journals and all the words that she wanted to add, along with the post from her blog, and formatted them into a book and turned that over to a local printer. My friend passed in the spring of 2016, but her life and the love that she had for her family and her Lord live on in those stories. Sometime in the months before she lost all her ability to speak and to write, my friend wrote a final blog post that ended with this, quote, As I write this, I'm very much alive, and the thought of leaving you is more than I can bear at times. But then I cry so hard that I can't breathe, and that stops me. I'm sure it's all been said by now, and if it hasn't, I'll see you all again. Love each other. Hold strong. Have fun. And be good. Writing down my friend's stories illustrated another reason for capturing and sharing our memories, especially the happy ones. Embracing those happy happy memories can have a positive impact on our present health. While her stories were unable to extend my friend's life, I saw the joy that she experienced in bringing them to memory and writing them down for others. Health and science writer Markham Hyde, in an essay written a few months before the start of the coronavirus pandemic, noted that, quote, taking time each day or week to think about the things in life for which one is grateful can improve mental health outcomes and well-being. Hyde titled his essay, The Power of Positive Memories, Remembering Happy Times May Offer Protection for Mental Health. He begins the essay by saying, quote, when the goings get, going gets tough, the tough get nostalgic. According to Hyde, memories of happy experiences, especially ones that involve social interaction, seem to benefit people because they reshape how we see ourselves for the better. These past nine months have stirred fear and feelings of doubt over the goodness of life in the year 2020. Many of us have lost our optimism, replacing it with dread, even hopelessness, as it appears a global health crisis and conflicts within our once peaceful country have taken over the news cycle and bled into our conversations. With Thanksgiving approaching, we might think that we have little to be thankful for. In his essay, Hyde quoted a gratitude researcher and professor of psychology who said that recalling happy memories and creating new ones through positive experiences can fuel feelings of gratitude and turn off the spigot of negativity. Hyde continues by saying that research suggests a happy, mentally healthy brain is one that regularly recalls moments that inspire positivity and feelings of gratitude, especially during times of stress or sadness, redirecting one's thoughts to better times 
or memories of gratifying experiences may prove to be a powerful safeguard against anxiety and depression. Thanksgiving 2020, however you are able to share it, may provide an opportunity to remember the good old days. While holidays always stir sadness as we remember those we lost, they can also become an occasion to bring to life these loved ones in our hearts and minds through stories about them. We shouldn't wait for a holiday or an untimely death to embrace those happy memories and to hold them with gratitude for the pleasure and the healing that they bring. Our stories are priceless treasure. They are a gift, a legacy, and they are meant to be shared. I write about stories on my blog, on my website, ingridlockemeyer.com, and I share a couple of tools there that you might find useful in capturing some of your own stories to record them in some way. They're just simple things that guide you as you look for the who, what, when, where, why, and how of your memories and your stories and, and kind of craft them or bring them together into a form that you might share with others. If you drop by the website and leave me your email address, I'll happily send you a copy of a tool that will take you on that journey. If you're listening to me on any of the usual podcast sites, I hope that you will subscribe and that you will share this podcast with others. And I do hope that you will share your stories.